What does motion sound like? With Kizik Hands Free Shoes, it sounds a little something like this. Experience the magic of motion. Get a free pair of socks with your first order at kizik.com slash socks. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate megastores led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. You are listening to the Glass Cannon Network, the premier source for role-playing game entertainment. Welcome to Cannon Fodder, a behind-the-scenes look at the Glass Cannon Network. Everybody, welcome back to Cannon Fodder. It is Wednesday, July twelfth, twenty twenty three, and I'm your good buddy Joe O'Brien, and I'm Troy in the Stewed La Valley. In the Stewed is short for in the studio. Because that's where you I didn't am. know the lingo. It's TV lingo. That's what we say uh, backstage at the Stewed. At the Stewed. <laughs> You guys wouldn't understand. You're too busy working in finance and driving a bus. <laughs> that doesn't make any sense at all. That's all of our fans. <laughs> all of our fans work on Wall Street and drive buses. Yep. Uh, welcome back, everybody. Troy and I are indeed coming to you live from the new studio. We have uh, gotten together here to test out a bunch of stuff and figured, hey, why not record a FOD while we're here? And uh, this is what 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 you call Troy the the final dress. Yes, the final dress before uh, the episode one recording of Gatewalkers. And in order to do a final dress, you have to have the entire cast. You do. You can't just fake it and and play all the characters yourself. Right. Then it's it's the penultimate dress. <laughs> right. And no that, one cares about that. That's dress. what we've been doing for four months. Yeah. But now <laughs> it's been four months of penultimate dress. But now we've got. The entire cast of Gaywalkers is here. What? what? Skid Mar uh, in the house, in the studio, sitting across from me. It's the final. (laughs) Baby. Oh, man. This spot's going to be popping (laughs) off. Uh, Skid, how are you, buddy? Uh, Amazing. Great. How are you liking the studio? This is so cool. Uh, It's so, Troy's saying, this is the most comfortable we've been playing any game maybe ever together <laughs> yes so this is awesome and it's like it's so great being in here now and then it was just like this is great but then like actually getting a look at what it looks like on screen it's like this is awesome <laughs> yes. the lighting and everything this is just it's so great i'm so excited it's incredible we are filming all of this right now as part of a test uh high quality cameras high quality lenses picking up everything that's going on here but you all will never see it because we look terrible uh according to sydney emmanuel who's teaching us how to do makeup sydney <laughs> I want, oh man if only we were recording the part where i was explaining makeup to everyone that was the hardest i've laughed in weeks I don't, even, really I don't even wear a lot of makeup i watched a youtube video to then explain to you guys what makeup does and we must have discussed 
face primer <laughs> for an hour. Skid, Skid called it primer. Most primer. of it. Yeah. Primer. I prefer British, primer. I'm, I'm so proud of all of you. I think we can all agree what we discovered was that Sydney's in the pocket of big makeup. <laughs> <laughs> Man, she's trying to sling shit at me. It costs $35. It says it's 0. 0.8 ounces. What the, it's not even an ounce. What the fellas have learned is makeup is an exuberantly expensive shithole marketplace. Hey, correct? As someone who wears a lot of makeup, <laughs> back me up, back me up. I was uh, really surprised that you were taking that initiative. I just sat here in silence and giggled. <laughs> Kate, this is, uh, there's a lot of questions that are inappropriate to ask a woman or a coworker. Uh, this might fall into that Here we go, here we go. attention. Joe, top five. <laughs> Uh, For example, jumping without a safety net here. How much money do you spend on makeup in a year? In a year? This week. You might want to make that interval a bit smaller. Uh, A year is a lot. I mean, I'm also like lumping in skincare with this because you cannot have one without the other. True. That thing said it was for 0.8 ounces. How long does it take you to go through 0.8 ounces of something? There's a, uh, it's not a moisturizer. It's a hydrator that I use uh, twice a day. That's probably like, it's definitely less than two ounces. It's less than three because I can bring it on a plane. Um, it's $52. Oh, hey. And how long does it last? That's the other important question. Uh, maybe like a couple months. Okay. All right. Yeah. So yeah, it's, 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 it's an expensive marketplace. Yeah. You know who else had a lot of uh, opinions on it? Uh, one of the producers of Gatewalkers. Francis Barema, who's also in the house. Not on mic. Give us a yell, Francis. Yeah, <laughs> that was the other thing we discovered is that both Francis and I worked in the makeup industry. Yes, <laughs> makeup they, moguls. You yeah. know it's a scam. It, oh no, it's just completely a scam. Yeah. If we get enough comments on whatever social media post announces this, maybe we'll get Francis to take us to Sephora. That would be. I'll take a sponsor from Ulta. Yeah, doesn't matter. Not yeah. picky. Yeah, we've been looking at sponsors for lights and tables and di- we need to call up Sephora. Yeah, see, they got all that extra yeah. money just laying around. Yeah, apparently we need to, otherwise we'll all go broke. <laughs> Seriously, <laughs> we'll put it in the show notes. Makeup provided by Ulta. Yeah, like, honestly, that sounds crazy, but like every game show has that. Yeah. yeah. We, why didn't we think of that? We should go to them. We should go to Botany, Botany 500 for suits. <laughs> Just like all the game show sponsors will just approach them all. Yeah. <laughs> uh, just a moment ago, you heard the voice of my good friend, Matthew Cabotacasa, who's sitting right next to me. It's been a long time since Matthew has had the pleasure of sitting next to me while we play a tabletop role-playing game. I'm a little afraid. Normally, when you sit next to me, the way you slam the table, it uh, like my both my life and the lives of my items are all in danger. <laughs> this is a more solid table. This though. is yeah. a much more solid table. It was. Have you told the story of the table on the phone? Uh, I don't believe we told the story of the table. I think we've mentioned it in general, but I don't think we said that this table has, was custom-made for us by McDee's aunt. <laughs> <laughs> and it is an astounding it's really good. Knights of the Round Table piece of wood. It is a giant piece of wood that McDermott could not have said more times, once you set that table up, you'll never move it again. <laughs> like he was like, you, it cannot be moved. He's like, it's a thousand pounds. We were in a meeting uh, and we were going, this was months and months and months ago, and we were going over table options and we were, we were talking to some table designers and then McDee at one point was like, my aunt could make one. And like whenever anyone offers something like that, I'm like, oh, cool. <laughs> but then we continued to talk and uh he was like no she can like legit make 
a sweet ass table. I'm like, all right, let's let fuck it, let's do it. And uh, I mean, he would send me photos every night because he would work all day for us and then go over his aunt's uh, to help like polish it. And uh, they came in what like a month and a half ago. A couple of his cousins, his aunt and his mom, set up this table, and we have the most beautiful, uh, largest gaming table we've ever played. It's, it's absolutely it's an gorgeous. Eight, it's an eight foot round. Uh, I'm not even sure what wood it is uh, but it's a beautifully stained dark brown wood table with an awesome light wood cross through the middle yeah, of like it inlay it really does feel like knights of the round table that is- yeah. and this and this inlay that goes across is is not uh cosmetic it is there to look good but it's actually covering the seams where you had to put the table together because mm-hmm. it could not be built in one piece it's just too Insane. too large we wouldn't be able to get it in an elevator or in a new york city building so yeah yeah, this table's amazing. I can't wait for everybody to see it. We've come a long way from the uh, hollowed out insane asylum that was the Androids and Aliens set. <laughs> yes, that's exactly. Those, those that's cameras exactly that and lenses. And le- I mean, this is just, this is a dream. It's really coming together and it looks, uh, I've got a monitor behind my GM screen here and it just, it looks absolutely amazing. Looks like, like a, a dream. TV show. Dream yeah. come true. It's, it really is. It's a dream come true. And uh, we're, we're so excited to have so many people worked on it. And obviously, we'll, we'll have more to say about that uh, down the line. The one last thing I'll say about the table before we move on, I have to say it. Uh, the, the most famous line that came out of it for me was uh, McDee saying, I walked in one morning and my aunt looked at me and was like, to make this table, I needed to use pie. <laughs> she oh, was yeah. like, like actual pie <laughs> was necessary to make the table. She had Not never used it. pie. To yeah, do the, the math. Sorry. The yeah, <laughs> she had to use whatever five digits deep the number of pie <laughs> in order to accurately make the table because it was all math to, to make this thing work. Like, you know, my wife knows pie to like the seventy second digit. It's a really? whole thing. People who memorize pie, I feel like the woodman knows it to you know, at least nine or ten, Something. just in casual conversation. Yeah. I'm like you loser. Three four one four. <laughs> Anybody know beyond four? No. One four. Three four one four one four one five. No. Yeah. One four one five. One four one four nine. It's one four one four nine, right? I think. Anyway, I think right. call in if you know more. <laughs> call in if you know more. Nobody here has, a, has a device Google connected it. to the internet. No. That can <laughs> you can just Google it. All right, Kate, spoil it for us in a minute. We're going to head into typical. Uh, <laughs> She's looking it up. She's looking. She's looking giant letters on her giant, <laughs> giant numerals on her All screen. Right, read them off. Go. <laughs> Three point one four one five nine two six five three five eight nine seven nine three two three eight four six. It's kind of getting it goes hard on. to read. I yeah. can't believe you knew that many, oh, ladies that and gentlemen. Awesome. Yeah. 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 Wow, Bravo. I'm very smart. You're actually blushing right now. <laughs> <laughs> Stop, Bravo. It's amazing, it's, it's, guys. It's the primer. <laughs> he doesn't it's know how primer primers. works. <laughs> I've never seen pie recited by skin that's so hydrated. <laughs> Are you trying to call me greasy? No, no. Yeah, a lot of things were said about my Italianness. <laughs> makeup discussion, by the yeah. way, that will go on repeat. People had a lot of opinions about a lot of people's skin. <laughs> yes. Matthew's the only one at the table that needed a hair light. <laughs> Our cinematographer Matt, who has been instrumental in helping to put all this together, thank you, Matt. Uh, you, Matt. Was, he kept saying things along the lines of "Could you be less Italian, Matthew?" He kept asking him. <laughs> it's, it's hard. It's hard. People only can do it was what like they can cold do. Cold steel, right through my heart. Yeah. 
all right. Let's talk about what's going on this week. Let's get back to the freaking fodder. It's going to be tough. I could talk about makeup all day, but we really need to get back to uh, big news this week is getting the trunk returns last Ooh. night. If you wow. don't already know, getting the trunk season five streamed last night releases today let's get the on, uh, on, on your podcasts <laughs> uh, or I'm sorry, on Patreon, on Patreon and on yes. YouTube. Yes. But season two uh, is releasing on the uh, free getting the trunk feed. We, we started that getting the trunk feed earlier this year. Season one uh, is available for free on there uh, to uh, kind of coincide with season five, which will only be available on Patreon for now. Uh, season two of getting the trunk will be available for free on your podcast app of choice. This week, it's episode one of season episode two. Episode one, yes. Yeah, so every week we're going to release a new episode in conjunction with season five. Awesome. Well, yes. also, you know, also exciting. We have the entire cast of Get in the Trunk here. <laughs> Francis is producing, but otherwise, uh, Skid and myself and Troy and Sydney all all here at the table. How are you guys feeling so far about Get in the Trunk season five? Obviously, you can't be too specific because we've recorded ahead. But how about just the pilot? What were your thoughts on the pilot, Sydney? Uh, I think I said it after we had recorded. I had to go upstairs and lay down. <laughs> it was exhausting. <laughs> I felt like I had lived a thousand lifetimes. Like, it, it was, <laughs> but in such a good way. But enjoy the show, everybody. No, no. <laughs> in such a wonderful way that only Get in the Trunk does, where it's like you get so sucked in. Like, I feel, and I'm so excited that I get to continue with Vicky. I'm yeah. just, you know, I, it always depends. Each like, season, we've kind of played new characters, yeah. except for uh, Roger Cumstone. And this season, we bring a lot of characters back, which is just awesome. Which is really cool. And that is to say, like, later in the season, too, a lot of characters come back. It's just a very, it is a bizarre season, and I'm having a blast, and I hope people really enjoyed the pilot. Awesome. As much as I did. <laughs> awesome. Also this week, Marvel RPG. Yes. Talk to us, Troy. Well, uh, we announced uh, a couple weeks ago, I think, that uh, we're going to be at San Diego Comic-Con next week, which is just fucking nuts. I do feel like I just got off a plane, and I've got to get back <laughs> on one to go to San Diego. But, uh, we're but the be good doing... news is you get to get on another plane the next weekend. I know. Isn't that fun? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we're, we're, we're heading out to San Diego. This is, uh, for most of us, if not all of us, our, our first Comic-Con. Right? First time. Yeah, yeah first, first time for me. I've been to New York Comic-Con. Our first real comic, yeah, yeah. First San Diego. No, I used to go to like when I was living with Nick Nick Lowe and everything. I would go to comic cons everywhere, but I've never been to that one. Why? Because that's like, isn't that the most famous one? Yeah, it was just like the most expensive, and it was just you know, I I really, I always really wanted to go, but it was I I always ended up going to like shithole places like Philly and. <laughs> you know, uh, Philly yeah. they can't give tickets away to philadelphia yeah that yeah. was actually my favorite because we'd all just hop in the marvel van and like drive down there it was awesome but uh but somebody never... was asking me this the other day could you nail this down for me before we do this marvel rpg mm-hmm. you never worked at marvel no no but you just hung around yeah, I just hung so around. like literally the editor-in-chief was even just happy that you were in the office like yeah yeah well that was one actually it was at one of the philadelphia comic cons and joe casada was the editor-in-chief we're hanging out in the marvel suite and it was like Derek robertson is having a discussion about wolverine how high how tall wolverine should be with bill jemis who was the president and <laughs> andy was there who i do franchise fan guys with and uh and Joe Casada, who was the editor in chief, like leans over to Andy and is like, 
what does Skid do here? <laughs> it's like it's that like, Seinfeld what? where Kramer just starts working. Yeah, that's what it's like. I don't even work here. takes the morning train. His briefcase is just full of Ritz crackers. There were so many Assault people. Teams. Yeah, a lot, a lot of people just assumed I worked there, including the editor-in-chief. <laughs> but how did you start going there? Was it Nick or Yeah, Pat it was Nick. Or? It was Nick. And then I met Pat and Andy and... Mark Beasley and all those guys. You would just hang out there. I would just go. There was a there was a couch. There was this nasty couch, like sitting in editorial, and uh, I would just come down. Like after you know a temp job, whatever, I would just come down and plop myself on the couch and just hang out. <laughs> like whoever walked by, I'd, like start a conversation. That was, was a, my. It was a different time. It was, was. Just walking to an office building without an ID, <laughs> and it was because there was someone stole an i an iPod from marvel offices and like after that point it was just we need id from everybody who comes in and after that point i couldn't hang out there anymore at least you had an ipad but i had a a nice ipad (laughs) 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 all right so we are going to be playing the marvel rpg uh this is we're working directly through marvel with this yeah Uh, very exciting met uh you talked about this before uh we met a fella at uh, gen con who was uh, working on the rpg was Mm -hmm. like we'd love to have you guys play it let's let's keep in touch Uh, this was last gen con cj was that who that was yeah cj yeah CJ. and uh and matt forbeck who is the lead designer on yep was, was there as well mm-hmm. and so now this week tomorrow on glass cannon labs we're gonna create superheroes we're gonna create, uh not one not two or three or four but six superheroes <laughs> uh, this is going to be a seven person cast and so all everyone uh i didn't think nick would even be available and uh but yeah no we're gonna have uh, nick nor alicia marie uh, and you three knuckleheads, and we're going to create uh, original ca- superheroes uh, to play in a kind of pre-written adventure uh, at Comic-Con next week. So tune into Labs. It's going to be a lot of fun. And then obviously, if you're at, if you're going to be at Comic-Con in San Diego, please, I think it's at the uh, Omni Grand Ballroom at 5.30 p.m. on Friday. Pacific time. Yeah. Yep, yep. Which, yeah. Uh, 5.30 on Friday. Yeah. Omni Grand Ballroom. Yeah, that that's it. And uh, Nick is going to be joining us there. And uh, do you have a superhero concept in mind you've already thought of, Matthew? Or are you uh, winging it tomorrow? I have uh, two options. I have a feeling I'm going to have to ditch. Yes, Gobble Man's number three. I have a feeling I'm going to end up just ditching both of them and making something up in the moment. Okay. All right. Skid, do you have an idea, a superhero you've always wanted to be that you're going to Yeah, I actually... I knew it. Marvel had a contest back in like 1987. It was just like, invent a superhero. Like, write in with your superhero idea. If you win the contest, we'll include your character in a... Uh, in a, an upcoming story, which I can o- only guess was a legal nightmare. I don't know why they ever did that. <laughs> but I had this idea of this character that I came up with back then, and I got really attached to them. And so maybe I will wait. This is in 1987? Yeah. So this idea is basically as old as I am. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Older than most of the people here. Wow. Including all of our staff. <laughs> Very impressive. <laughs> yeah. I'm trying Kate. to see what happened what? in 1987. That's like when the Simpsons debuted on the tracy ellman show i think i think it was the year was it the year before tracy ellman i did i'm looking at major events in 1987 the first simpsons cartoon was 87 one year okay. old full house oh. debuted yep uh i don't know star trek next generation was on at that point so yeah. this character has been in the hopper since Full House debuted, oh, this for is a while. when the uh, this is when Reagan delivered his big speech at the Berlin Wall. Was your character very heavily influenced by the fall of he was, the Berlin? Wall? Yeah, he's very political, <laughs> he was very political, politically minded character, very active. <laughs> Kate, what? 
What is your favorite movie in the Marvel Cinematic Universe? <laughs> oh my God. You know, it's just really hard to choose one. <laughs> good uh, answer. All of the heroes are so good. Wow, your, your PR team has trained you really yeah. well. Yeah, that media training really shining through there. Holy I've shit. been practicing. <laughs> That's what they say. Answer the question you want to answer, not the one you're asking. <laughs> <laughs> Have you uh, read any comic books? Are you ever into comics at all? Um, I liked Rat Queens for a minute. Um, oh, Rat Queens is great. Yeah. yeah. Google it. And then I forgot about comics and found something else. What? I don't know. Meth. It's like something else. Meth. <laughs> <laughs> the memorizing pie. Memorizing pie. Well, that's going very well for you. That's what, they say. that's what they say. It's also what they say. That, you know, comics and memorizing pie are just a gateway to math. Like, why would that's I read this comic when I can just sit here and memorize all these numbers? <laughs> <laughs> the crystal do that to you. <laughs> um, what else? Yeah, that's Marvel. Uh, that's uh, that's very Marvel. That's, Marvel. That's pretty much it. Role playing game. Yes, we're gonna have more to discuss in the coming weeks as more new stuff. Uh, we got new stuff airing. Uh, it, well, next week we'll talk next week on and Gen Con. Dude, I'm, I'm pretty much. I'm almost locked in with all the cast for the booth. Uh, so yeah, but we can't announce stuff yet. So no, we, we will we within can't. the next week or two. Yeah. We'll, we'll have cast to announce. We'll, do, we'll give you ballpark times. If you want to pop by the booth and see a live taping of one of these shows, you can. Glass Cannon Lives. We, uh, you mentioned Chicago and St. Louis tickets yes. are on sale. Those are flying. Yes. Uh, I can't wait. VIPs October. are flying off the shelf for those. Yeah, uh, we're about yeah. to shut down. I think they're almost sold out. So it's amazing. Get those. Thank you, St. Louis. Boston yeah. tickets are cooking too for September. And uh, I got a, a, a wonderful. Oh, yes. Or an email. Huge breaking news. I don't know if we even said that originally Sydney was not going to be at the Boston show. No, I think we did talk about it. We may have. Yeah. And uh, and your plans, you you got your calendar wrong. You're going to be there. Yes. yes! yes! Sydney's there. <laughs> Surprise. Sydney. <laughs> We've been, I will say one of our favorite pastimes on all the tour dates has been talking about the fun we were going to have on the Boston show when Cindy wasn't yeah. there. I know, I know. We kept bringing it up. We're like, you know what else we're going to do in oh. Boston? She'd be like, guys, would you stop? I was truly upset. I, I was really excited and I love Boston as a city. And you guys were like, we're going to go to Treehouse Brewery. We're going to have so much fun. We're going to the Sox game. Are yeah. we going to the Sox game? It is going to be the single greatest trip of the tour. Yes. <laughs> I'm so happy I can go. Awesome. You get to watch me miss... The exit after Treehouse every <laughs> <Seven> time. time. <laughs> also, the reason that this mix-up happened is the most Sydney thing ever, because you were like, I can't make the Boston show because I have a major international trip planned, which is true. And she just had the dates wrong of her major <laughs> international trip. For months, in, the, the dates were wrong. In my defense, it is Xavier's friend's wedding. So I'm oh. I'm in the passenger seat for it. I'm like, whatever the plan is. I'm on board, whatever hey, we're doing. How's that bus driving going? We're just <laughs> driving that bus right over Xavier. <laughs> <laughs> He's not going to listen to this. Fum, fum, fum. He can't get mad about this. No. Xavier doesn't regularly listen to the five. <laughs> That's weird. But uh, we're going early. We have a wedding and we're going early. And I thought we were going just much earlier than we are. So that was my bad. Great. But and you have your passport. I have. You know what's good? I'm going to go home. Just make and I'm sure. I'm going to make sure. You don't want to go to Houston again. It's where I think it is. Uh, that really is a me thing now. International travel is not my forte. Yeah. No, it is not. But you love doing it so much. I really love doing it. Do you feel more prepared for the international travel now that we shit on you every time you have to go somewhere? Yeah, I hear you guys in my head when I'm packing my suitcase. <laughs> I'm like, Sydney? Uh, no, I, I don't know. It's always stressful to travel. 
I feel like we do it so I much. I haven't traveled internationally since I had kids. And so I'm out of practice. Mm. And I just can't even imagine how many times I'm going to look in the same pocket for the passport, like over and over and over. At and the over. airport. I just did it. Yeah. yeah. With a child. That was interesting. <laughs> oh, yeah. How was that? How was the flight? First flight with a baby? Mirror was great. Okay. Very, good, uh, good. Shocking, shockingly easy <laughs> Matthew travel. Matthew cried the whole time. <laughs> <laughs> Matthew shit his pants. change It just would not go down. It would not go down. <laughs> uh, the best, I mean, so getting there was largely fine. The Mirror's big thing is she gets car sick no matter what the situation is. So oh, was, just like stressful. me. Just like skin. Yeah. Um, but when you're coming back, we were in Aruba for like family vacation. My parents were there. It was very lovely. Um, but when you're coming back, they, they you now do, I don't know if this is true of a lot of other places, but you do custom, U.S. customs in the Aruba airport. Mm. So oh. you go through security and you drop off your bag, you drop off your check luggage and then you get out of security and then you pick up your check luggage again and you go through U.S. customs. There's like a big room with the American flag and it's like you just walk through customs as if you were going through at, the, at an American airport. And, uh, yeah, it's a trying experience. <laughs> as you can imagine, a, an 18 month year old after going, going through two, two instances of security and then getting bags and dropping off bags and having to pull out things and put them back. It was just Matthew did my Matthew's head wanted to explode. Well, I was, I imagine there's a lot of sweat. There's a lot of sweat. <laughs> <laughs> Matthew's a sweaty fella. Uh, Again, more comments about my oily skin. <laughs> well, if you just had a primer and some translucent powder, you don't need the hydrator. <laughs> Stop putting on so much hydrator. <laughs> you so Matthew. Let's talk about side quest side sesh. Mm. Side quest side sesh. Side quest side sesh is uh, Troy's been off FOD for two weeks. I've had the pleasure of talking about it with both Jared and Skid. Thank you to Jared for guessing. Thank you to Skid uh, for guessing on the FOD during that time. And we talked a little bit about side quest side sesh. But this is when we really start to get into the thick of it. Uh, four episodes in here, we have an encounter in the jungle, and we're really opening up these uh, these characters. So let's, uh, Matthew, you haven't been on yet. We haven't spoken to you yet. Talk to me about the idea, the the, the genesis of the idea for Balthazar the Mild, the automaton <laughs> monk. 7,000-year-old Balthazar the Mild. A serial I'm killer. Would we go that far? <laughs> can, he, can anyone confirm? Can anyone show me a body? <laughs> uh, he's also a barber. I want that on the record. I mean, it was, I was reading through um, the Paisa materials and I got through, I, I arrived at Guns and Gears, which I rem remember arriving at the old studio and Troy throwing, uh, theatrically throwing in the garbage. Yep. He didn't even want to play with a gunslinger ever again. And I would do it again. Mm -hmm. But you didn't tell me that there was an automaton in there. You didn't ask. I didn't. So <laughs> no gunslingers for you, Troy, but you're cool with robots. He's not a <laughs> for robot. For side quest, side sesh, I'm cool with pretty much anything. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no gunslingers and robots. You know, there's a, you, yeah. there is an automaton gunslinger. It's like there's a, with a gun for an arm, basically. I wait, believe do you. Have, you. Wait, do you have a gun? No. no. <laughs> Damn, that would have been cool. That well, I'm a 7,000-year-old, really cool. uh, the, the soul of a man who was put into a magical automaton and has been around for 7,000 years as a part of a long lost civilization. Uh, he's a barber by trade, both in the sense of the haircutting and also the healing of the sick. Uh, but somewhere along the way in those 7,000 years, his programming started to get a little corrupted and now he may or may not be a serial killer. So you are a robot. I'm an automaton. You know what? We were just talking about Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood, which yes. I just started really getting into and Sydney is a big fan of it. You should watch this now. I mean, it's different, but kind of there's some similar things with soul bonding to a... Uh, 
Yeah, but I was just thinking that. Did That's you really say this funny. is on Netflix? No, it's on Hulu. Oh, it's on um, Hulu. Yeah. I've got Hulu. I just we had so many trips lately uh, across the pond, uh, not across the pond, across the country. I'm sure we passed a couple ponds. Midwest, a pond. I'm sure we passed a couple ponds going across the country. That's how I refer to Lake Huron. It's a pond from up there. I I was like, I just I really want to watch some anime, something I could just quickly digest. So I Google best anime of all time and I've watched so many of them but I, I used to be way in anime actually Francis and I we used to work at Kim's video we'd just be renting anime left and right and, and paying for them uh, sure and uh, <laughs> no, we get free rentals it was fine and uh, is that true Francis <laughs> <laughs> uh, and so I had always heard about Full Metal Alchemist, and I, but I'd never. I was. I was like, I'll try it. I just feel like it's going to be not my jam. It is my jam. Yeah, it is so unbelievably good. Uh, highly recommend it. But anyways, dude, you like uh, you know, stretching your boundaries of what you view? I think you'd get a kick out of this. It's on Hulu. Oh yeah, I can watch it on a flight. I'm using my brother-in-law's account. <laughs> can you download on hulu yeah, yeah on your yeah. device yeah that's right how does the downloading work like does it work well or or not because like it Paramount expires Plus is after unusable. 48 hours so well, no that's fine but i mean like when you actually hit down all right so fast, apple tv originally comes out and you hit download on like i would watch an episode of uh, uh um uh what's the freaking show that netflix the apple now i got a foundation know. Severance. So, so when Severance uh, came out, I was like, I want to download some episodes of this, take on the flight, and it'd be like, download. And it just like would not. It would take forever, and then be like, download, fail. Whereas like Netflix would be like, download, be whoop, 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 and just, you know, yeah. you're fine. Well, now Apple TV is like that. So they, they figured it out, and they fixed it. Paramount Plus, I was trying to download Star Trek for the flight. Nothing. Just well, loading, loading, 10%, 15%, do you pay 18% for, failed. You pay for the, like, the, you have to get the all access or whatever they call it with no ads for Paramount Plus to download. Otherwise, you can't download. Oh, well, no, I don't have that. Why didn't they just tell me that? They should have. So you just been sitting there like an idiot. <laughs> I mean, like an idiot for hours. <laughs> yeah. Come on, get to 19%. Get to 19 Why did they show you any progress? Know, that's weird. It did. It showed me progress. It would say Maybe it was actually fail. just measuring your frustration. Because <laughs> it's like he's 19% of the way to figuring this out and getting the full package. <laughs> wow. What does the full package cost? I don't know. Damn it. I, I use but my mother-in-law's account. <laughs> Everybody else is using other people's accounts. Everyone uses my Hulu account, though, so I should. Okay. I don't. I use my brother-in-law. Your uh, Full Metal Alchemist, okay. Yeah, Brotherhood, though. There's two. There's two different ones. You want to watch Full Metal Alchemist, Brotherhood. Okay. That's the one that's closer to the, the manga, right? Yeah. Yeah. Your uh, mother-in-law is a huge fan of our show. She uh, is. I think she should send me her password. <laughs> she she, she owes us my, that. Oh, she uses Paramount? Yeah, we don't get the full access. <laughs> <laughs> you can use mine. Oh. For Paramount? You have the full John? Wait, yeah. Skid. Skid has every subscription. <laughs> I do. <laughs> I, I already use his MLB. I was yeah. there no, this yeah. weekend. I was like watching a Phil's game. <laughs> I used to see if Skid. I used, very generous. I used your criterion to watch Reds on the flight back from LA. All <laughs> oh, right. All oh, right. That's right. I always see like what Matthew's watching on Criterion. I always like, see what's on there. That's amazing. I watch stuff on Criterion just to impress Matthew in case he sees something. I have log in. I'm like, oh, you did watch something. I was like, oh, I, I was watch just that. watching Paths of Glory That's last night. Yeah. You should put on some like real uh tricky ones and just like go to sleep and then Matthew be like well I have to watch Andre Rublev uh, right. 
<laughs> Got him. It's our yeah. <laughs> anyway, Balthazar the Mild. Balthazar the Mild. Well done. Love Balthazar the Mild. Uh, Troy, I haven't had a chance to ask you your thoughts now as we've gotten into SideQuest side session. Right. Uh, first of all, are you comfortable saying what the module is on uh, Canafodder or to us yet? Because we're kind of into it now. But I still don't know technically what the name of it is. But I see people, uh, people in the nation are very excited. They're very uh, excited about this. You know who else is excited is Professor Eric. Wrote he knows and was like, oh, you know, he geez. was like, I'm so excited to see what you do with this module. Yeah, I mean, I really, I, 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 I don't want to talk too much about that just because uh, there's there's reasons for that. There's because there's a lot going on. But anyways, I I read a lot of different things trying to decide what to do. Side quest side sesh. The first season, there were these great Pathfinder modules that. Uh, lasted for a couple levels you know they were like i don't know 30 pagers and that was great because we didn't know how long we we're going to do it i'm like well i think this will get us through 12 weeks if that's how long this is going to be i'm like well let's do another one another one as i started to read the ones that exist for 2e one they're a little bit longer and two they just weren't hitting the way that i wanted them to hit so then i just started looking through pathfinder society scenarios and i read through tons of them until i came to this and i was like I think this is going to be right for the tone of this show. And then obviously you guys create characters that uh, just blew it out of the water. And so I'm really excited to see what you guys do with it. The reason I don't want to, I guess it doesn't really matter. It's a two-parter. It's a two-part Pathfinder Society scenario. Oh, wow. So that's why I I was excited about this, because I was like, depending on how long we do this... Well, it's a good uh, thing we're making real fast progress on part one. uh, I'm excited to see uh, if we get to the second part, because it's it's wildly different from the first. And I think that if we were able to to play this out as the full second season, uh, it, it, it would really be cinematic, a cinematic journey. That's that's cool, man. Yeah. Were the two parts in different seasons no, of were, Pathfinder they Society? Were back to they back, were back to back in the same season. Yeah, and uh, I was a little worried because they're 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 so different that I was like, ah, I don't know if they're going to mesh. Like, if we're in the zone for one thing, and then there's a huge switch in tone, is that going to change? It but becomes I, Starfinder Society. Yeah. Part two is in space. <laughs> it's, it's in space. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> oh but my I, god, Can, that would. I mean, if any show could handle it, it would be It would be just another episode of yeah, Side Quest. It's all Starship Combat. Yeah. The entire second half. Yeah. It's been great, though, and especially experimenting with Foundry. You know, we've had a lot of fun with this. was the first one where we really dove into combat on there, and we've played around with it, obviously, uh, over the past few months. But uh, it wasn't until we – this was like my – I think the first combat that I really ran in Foundry. And so I was like, oh, okay. Hands on. This is a lot different than uh, yeah. theoretical and studying, and so it but was it was great. smooth. I like the oh. look. Love the initiative tracker. I mm-hmm. love seeing initiative and and knowing when I'm on deck and all that yeah. kind of stuff. Like that's great. Uh, obviously, we could have done that with roll twenty, but it was always kind of chunky when we tried to do it in the past. So we yeah. just eliminated it from our uh, workflow, so to speak. Um, but yeah, it's it's been awesome so far. And you know, we like to roll physical dice. I know a lot of people are like, why aren't they using all the capabilities of Foundry? It's because you mean like this? Yeah, we like to roll natural twenty. Oh, wow. Wow. <laughs> See, that's why we roll real dice. Yeah, yeah. it's just that much more satisfying. Can't just, replace that feeling. It's just better. If I want to play a video game, I'll play a video game. But I think there's still so much that we can do with Foundry, even if we have to or we enjoy doing certain things manually. Uh, it's going to be so much easier for my prep. I mean, just having all the monsters, all, you know, all these, use the PDF to Foundry module. I just take the Pathfinder Society PDF, load it in, 
all the maps are in there, all gridded and wow. ready to go. Cool. With all the dynamic lighting and all the monsters are there. The stat block is there so I can just tick things off. I cast that spell that I know it's cast. You know, this is stuff that people have been talking about for a long time. And we it's not that we weren't aware of how great Foundry was. It was just we, we had to cross some T's and dot some I's and uh, now things are getting yeah, but exciting. It, but it's also, we are a, uh, not to pat ourselves on the back too much, but at this Types stage, of industry? We, are, we are a large ship. And it takes a while to turn, you know, like, because we have content that is constantly being recorded every single day of the week. So to change something that fundamental to the process, to have the time to properly, you know, practice and learn, we didn't have time. Any of our practice time was spent making other shows. Mm -hmm. So it was really tricky to, to, to work that in. But I'm glad that we that we got that, you know, well, you did a lot of the heavy lifting on that. All of the heavy lifting on that. <laughs> well, it's exciting, though. I said today, I was like, I could never teach anyone what I've learned because it would take too long uh, just watching videos and just experimenting with it but uh you know I'm, i've been really happy with it and and psycho side session in many ways is just just like strange aeons it's like gearing back up for the the big show which is coming and so getting that into our body experimenting with just improving and in, in low prep versus improving in high prep and so uh yeah, I've got a lot of stuff going on behind the scenes that has been making this really fun. And it's just fun to play with Jared again because we never really get to – we brought him out of the network and we're like, go make other shows. It's nice to have him uh, be a part of it. It's, it's awesome. And to be a yeah. player with Jared. Yeah. yeah you, we're so play. used to having him run stuff for us. It's nice. It's <laughs> making me laugh so much. This part thing. <laughs> just the thing when he was like composing a song and he just like got fresh it's like down and threw his loot like he smashed all the, the cups in the ship's hole in the galley it just like threw his loot the sucks <laughs> it's so funny man you'd appreciate oh it he's, I gotta listen he's playing yes. a summoner uh, musician oh amazing who yeah. is just like he's kind of a, kind he's of inherited rich, rich he's yeah. inherited a dragon he's inherited a dragon <laughs> oh. as part of his family line it's uh, his tattoo it's, and it causes him great pain to like summon a bring out he's like no man don't bring out the dragon <laughs> no <laughs> and then it tears forth from his body uh, yeah you would love it you gotta Hell check yeah. it out and he's he's also uh, the other thing I love about him is that he was like in a band that kicked him out of the band oh my god because he's such a pain in the ass yeah. he's like I'm more independent now. I'm writing my own stuff. <laughs> <laughs> oh, good so stuff. Funny. And more to come, obviously. Yeah. Uh, we've got several weeks ahead on SideQuest Side. Just, is there an end in sight, Troy, uh, for SideQuest Side Sesh that people should know about? Or is it the foreseeable future right now? I have an end in sight, but I will not share it publicly. You, you haven't <laughs> shared it privately. No, no, <laughs> no, no. I mean, we're, we're really, really close. You said this is our final dress, and it really is. Today's studio day is, is the, our, our, hopefully our last time in here where we – now we have all the lights hung and everything's ready to go to really practice this. That's why we're shooting this. We can look back and be like, let's move this camera a little bit this way, a little bit this way, refocus this, get everything done because – Get some primer. Get some primer <laughs> uh, and, and and get cooking because once episode one starts, that's it. That ship has left the station Yeah, uh, to that's continue with ship metaphors. And uh, so we just want to make sure we get all the kinks out and don't like by episode – Episode five, be like, ah, now we figured it out. We want to get that all out of the way. So this has been a, a very productive day, even though I'm just like, I'm ready to go. I'm ready to play. Game oh, Walkers. dude, I thought that today when I left to come in here, I knew that we had too much work to do uh, dress tech wise that, the, you know, we weren't going to actually record an episode. But it is time. It's just I've had this character too long and I'm so excited to take them out for a spin. So I, I want to play. 
Yeah. Like, well, all right. <laughs> I'm sorry. No, Cindy's can you hear my chair? Sorry. She <laughs> made the funniest fart noise. <laughs> no, I tried so to be professional. Slow. Yeah, it was a chair. <laughs> and Cindy's just like my, my chair made a noise, and she's sweating. <laughs> I heard it. I just looked over. I saw Kate laughing. I was like, oh, "Where is like, chair smells now?" Too. <laughs> I'm trying to like readjust because this is like a new setting. I was trying to like readjust my chair, but I was like. Don't pick it up on the mic. I wanted to scoot it. And then it wait, listen, can you hear it? I'm I heard like, it again. <laughs> that was the noise. Sorry about that. That was the noise. Sorry. That's my chair. And then me and Kate made very awkward eyes. <laughs> That's fun. We're having too much fun today. We got the giggles. This is yeah. fun. This is a so fun day, man. Sure. Something about being together. Makes, yeah. me, makes me laugh so much. In the much. same room? I know. Yeah. This. Cool. It I had to be round. You know, the last show, Andrews and Aliens, we, when we did in public, like we were, it's more of a horseshoe. It was more of a horseshoe. It was a horseshoe. Yeah. We wanted this to be around. It's like an for infantry square. Reasons. It's like a Napoleonic infantry square. <laughs> <laughs> I know. This is, this is so Line much one, better. Fire. <laughs> There's why, this is why King Arthur, he arrayed his court this way. If we ever use minis, we have to use those like long pokers, like you move them like yeah. on the battlefield. Yeah. We, yeah. we poke them. I travel 15 feet. <laughs> I move my infantry. <laughs> uh, yeah, that would be fun. We could never record it, but it would be fun to actually play with a map. Imagine that's how we started this shit. Playing oh, with a map. I'd be like, All right, let's pause for 15 minutes while they draw the next one. I know. <laughs> that was, that's so crazy to think of. That's how we used to It'd printer paper arranged to cover up. We whipping away. Yeah. Ah, the old days. Remember that kid? Oh, yeah. Back in 2015. It's crazy. <laughs> you were crazy back then. You were crazy. You were crazier. <laughs> oh, my God. You guys are crazy. You're crazy. <laughs> uh, speaking of crazy, we uh, this is our first real chance in episode four to make some juicy mistakes in, oh. in SideQuest Side oh. Sesh. And Professor Eric, as always, has called us on the carpet. Uh, it's time for a little We Are Stupid. Oh, I Yay. thought we were done. No, not even close. We're never done being stupid. <laughs> <laughs> no, we are not. Uh, this is a very interesting situation. <laughs> that's our oh, that's nice it's our theme that's our, our theme for, for we are stupid yep. <laughs> very interesting situation uh, well we've got a few one a few uh, things few to to, uh, to check into this time around uh, I'm going to start off with a sentence I think Troy loves to hear I see it right here on the Troy page. is right yeah oh, come on stretch. about first what? line of the first point let's just stop there Troy is right on the speed Remember, uh, there was a that entanglement spell that had a large area, mm. and it uh, on a failure you were entang- it, it created difficult terrain automatically, and on a failure reduced your speed by ten feet. And I was saying, for a twenty-five foot movement person PC, this would be you couldn't move because effectively difficult terrain would make your movement ten feet in a round, and then if your speed was reduced by 10 feet, you would be essentially immobilized. But Troy said that it was calculated the other way around. So first, you reduce your speed by 10 feet, then take the difficult terrain penalty, which means that your movement would be 5 feet in a round. Professor Eric agrees with Troy. Ding, ding, ding. Give one to Troy. You reduce the creature speed based on the circumstance penalty first, then you move, uh, then you take off the additional cost for difficult terrain. So that's good to know. Yeah. yeah. Uh, if you have a base of 25, it's reduced to 15, and each square of movement is 10, et cetera, et cetera. I'm trying to get better line. at just, like, making a call on the fly, even if it's wrong, just so we can move on. Like, sometimes I'm just – I really want to know the right way, but then it grinds things to a halt. I just – especially as we get into gatewalkers, I just want to, like, let's figure it out later. You know what I mean? Well, this is why I really appreciate <laughs> Professor Eric, honestly, because it's like we do – we want to get it right, but we need to move on and – 
taking notes to look back on it later. It's just not something that we do well live. Yeah. And so we'll make the same mistakes over and over again. And so to have someone else listen to our work with a, an, an ear only toward the mistakes is a great thing. And I can't wait to have it for gatewalkers. Uh, so we can, you know, really just keep getting sharper and sharper. Speaking of which, point number two is the Flytrap's Hungry Flurry, which is an interesting rule that we've brought up before on FOD already because of strange aeons. And it's a great point that everybody should kind of uh, realize. Uh, the the Flytrap's Hungry Flurry must target different creatures. This follows a common theme that uh, Eric had pointed out to us before in PF2E design, which is anytime you have an ability... And I think that uh, the double slice, that Ethel's double slice, for example, is an exception to this, but it's the rare exception. The common pattern is if the action strike efficiency economy lets you do two attacks, two attacks without the map, because that's what double slice does, right? Yeah. Yeah, you do two attacks without the map. Double strike seems to be the exception. Most of the time, whenever you postpone the multiple attack penalty until after all the attacks, it forces you to target different targets. Why does it say that, though? Or does it say it in a different part of the book? Uh, I don't know the answer to that question. Because this has come up before, and I was like, ah, I don't like it. It doesn't say that. So it must say somewhere, unless it's implied. Because it's implied, I'd like to imply it a different way. I just don't think it's... Yeah, hungry flare. Well, that's a good question. Yeah. Eric! Because this came up before, and I, I don't remember what we resolved on, but I remember being like, I didn't read that anywhere. So unless that's something in like another part of the book, I don't know if that's that might be the the uh, spirit of it. But like, I don't care about the spirit of it. I mean, Double Slice specifically says you must have the same target. Yeah, like oh, that's Hungry Flurry does not. Hmm. Yeah, that's a good question, whether it's implied or not. I'm sure it's not. And I'm sure if it's not listed in the stat block, then it must be listed in some more general rule that says all flurries that must attack different targets, but whatever. Yeah, like the hungry flurry of a weak flytrap doesn't say that, but the hungry flurry of an elite snapping flytrap does say each against a different target. So I think depending on what the monster stat box says, it shouldn't so be. So maybe that monster presumed. was a was a was um, an exception. But It's possible I missed it, but I guess I, I can't remember what the exact monster was. I don't have that in front of me right now, but um, yeah, I can't remember. Uh, just looking how at convenient. Two just looking at two different fly traps here, one says it and one doesn't. Yeah, okay. So maybe it was, uh, maybe it was a, <laughs> I'm looking at a fly trap, creature family. Uh, maybe it was an exception to the rule on this one, but let us know, Eric, uh, where we can find uh, that rule if it is indeed a raw rule. Raw! Uh, this raw. is also a good one to know, a question that I always have. Yes, confirming your decision on the show. Yes. Stepping out of difficult terrain requires no extra cost or penalty. Dude. So mm. if you're currently uh. in difficult terrain and the next square is not difficult terrain, doesn't you're, count. you're good. No penalty. You can step out. Uh, so that's that's good to know. I'm in the pocket, dude. You are in the pocket. You know who's not in the pocket? This guy. Oh, I don't know if I really cheated, but he said I thought Joe's character had been at sword and shield had been sword and shielding for the journey. Do you hear that passive aggressive tone? Yeah. Of Eric's right <laughs> yeah, I know what you're saying, Eric. All right. I thought Joe's character had been sword and board sword and shielding for the journey. So switching to the bow at the start of the combat would probably have been a fairly it would be fairly action expensive. Step free, drop sword, drop shield, draw bow, shoot once, or step shield sword, stow shield. Don't even have the bow out yet. So yeah, it would have been a lot. I don't know what I did there. I have no memory of that event. So I think it's just fair to assume you cheated. I think it's fair to assume that I said that uh, I drew the bow just before, before that combat yeah. because we were in the jungle and I it was edited out. I here's what I, I <laughs> no one heard you cheat. Did you cheat? 
Exactly. Yeah. If, if a cheat tree, falls in if the a woods. Was, if a cheat yeah. happens in the jungle, and if no a tree around, cheats no in the around. forest, does it? I will say you have a lot of shortcomings as a man, a player, a husband and father, I assume. But you always take that extra action to draw weapons, whereas everyone else <laughs> that I play with assumes that their weapons are ready at all times. Yeah, so yeah. I, uh, I'm going to, I'm going to take your side on this. one. All right. All right. I appreciate yeah. that. I appreciate that. Uh, you, purchased it. you purchased that goodwill with multiple wasted actions. Yeah. <laughs> Drawing your weapon You've at the start that. of combat. You've heard that. Troy uh, blasted out at us a targeted sleep spell. If you remember, mm-hmm. we all saved on it. It didn't affect any of us. However, professor Eric mentions, and I love when he does this, just a reminder, sleep has the incapacitation trait, which you never mentioned, yes. which I thought you would have if you ever see it. I want to try to train myself to do that, too. Anyone that's playing a caster and gatewalkers, look at every spell. See if it has incapacitation, because that's a huge deal. Eris knows this now, because some of your spells are very, very deadly if we don't realize that trait. My bad. <laughs> it's not your fault. <laughs> I'm just saying your character is deadly. Yeah. What is it? Doomed something? Something of doom? Uh, impending doom impending was the one we messed doom. up. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Incapacitation trait. So uh, sleep it makes a lot of sense because that's the kind of spell that could F you up if you fail on that and then you're suddenly just down and out of the combat. You're unconscious entirely. Drop everything in your hands. That's a big deal. So let's make sure that we get the incapacitation right. In this case, he says he looked it up and it would not have mattered because the it was high enough level that we still, uh, if we failed, would have failed. However, if we are uh, a, a higher level than what it, re- it requires, then a failure is stepped up to a success. So you'd have to critically fail to even just regular fail yeah, on it's sleep. This, it's this thing that we've got to remember to read the traits. And I still forget. I, 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 I didn't Me see too. the incapacitation. I'm so bad about it. Yeah, if we just, it's just, we're not used to it from Pathfinder 1. It's like always read the traits because there are some surprising ones. It is a, it's a new concept. Yeah. Yeah. That is, that is proving difficult to get used to it, yeah it's easy it's easy to remember on the weapons i find but anything else i just you just tend to like just read the text yeah yeah <laughs> yeah except for the last line yeah i would never read that we've we've made a lot of that and i think that's a gross oversimplification of what happens a <laughs> <laughs> uh, couple more quick things then we're going to get everybody out of here i think troy this is professor eric speaking i think troy might have gotten the two stat blocks crossed right here it says tory so i'd like to Correct, Professor. Aaron. Oh, it, well, yeah, I corrected it for him, but he called. I think he thinks your name is Tori. Does he think my name is <laughs> this whole time? Does he think I mean, I'm Tori. I assumed your name was Tori, and it, you just changed it to Troy because you were embarrassed. I did. They changed it at LSI. It was a nickname you gave yourself. <laughs> I changed it at Maybe LSI. he's making assumptions about how you would vote in England. Right. I'm, personally, I'm a Whig. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I think Tori might have gotten two of the stat blocks crossed. How dare he? Because I didn't. Right. Who's this Tori? This tour, I don't I gotta, know what actual play uh, he was listening to, but uh, that tour has really got to stop getting those stat blocks messed up, messed up. I don't think any of the Croc Warriors have AOOs. Now, this is a classic situation where I believe, if memory serves, I stepped away from a creature and you were like, wouldn't you know it? Whenever Joe steps away from a creature and doesn't check first, that creature has an AOO, and you just made that up, apparently, because no. that creature doesn't have there's an AOO. There's a Boloco veteran, and there's four Boloco warriors. <laughs> the Boloco veteran. I happened to step away from the one guy. <laughs> yeah. oh. You stepped away from the veteran. The veteran had the AOO. The warriors didn't. Now, I'm sure he was listening uh, intensely. I may have had the warrior accidentally take an AOO, but I'm not. 
Well, he no, he says flat out an upgraded so. version of that warrior does. So you're talking about the veteran, yeah. But shouldn't be in the encounter unless you have level four or five uh, PCs. Hmm. So uh, or five level three PCs. So yeah, it looks like you unfairly bumped up the encounter. I don't think that's true. And uh, I want to talk to the story fella. <laughs> the story fella's gonna get a, a piece of my mind. <laughs> is Tori like the good version of you? Yeah. <laughs> is Tori the good twin? Oh no, Tori's coming. You're out. the anti-Tori. <laughs> <laughs> That's the one we've gotten to know better, but uh, we want more Tori in our lives. Uh, all right. Last thing I'm going to mention here is just this is another good one to keep in mind that uh, I, I got it right once in Strange Aeons, but then I've forgotten the rule again. Somebody rolled a natural, not a natural, somebody rolled an adjusted 15 on an escape a- attempt against the Dryad. I think that that might have been Karazor. I can't remember. I feel like Karazor was grabbed at one point. So uh, a 15 on the escape attempt, according to Professor Eric, would have been a critical fail uh, since – uh, she has a plus. Oh, sorry. The dryad was trying to escape. Right. Would have been a critical fail. Natural one since she has a plus 14. So she can't try to escape again. Oh, so it's an important note. Oh, on, I, I read that because she was trying to escape. I was holding her. You were holding her. Yeah. yeah. I, did I, I did. say I rolled a natural one? No, I think you just said 15. And uh, he said. I would have said natural one. So. Yeah. He said. They had, the math had, she has a plus 14. So. But I think the 15 was still a crit fail and i remember reading it i remember reading i like because you were trying to escape and i pull up the text but i don't, I don't remember mm. saying it. anyway at the end of the day regardless it's important for us to remember like if we're in a grapple situation we're trying to escape and you critically fail remember you can't attempt again that turn that's mm. the 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 uh, critical fail penalty yeah all of those actions have almost all of them have critical fail things like if you try to shove someone and you know, and you critically fail i think you like fall and drop your weapon or something yeah, yeah so yeah. like we should we have to get used to doing that too like bring up the action look at the things disarm critical fail is like yeah you drop your weapon or Kiss something what, about, what you, about things like retching like if you critically fail when you're sickened can you not try to like retch again is it similar is it only uh, like, that's a good question i'm, I'm gonna not, look it up right i'm not now. sure because Retch. retching is retching as the what are you laughing at critical fail puking I yeah, at, <laughs> I oh, nothing came up i looked at <laughs> reach i've happened to be a lot i don't think retch is retch, an actual you don't roll action. a dive to retch oh you don't you just that's use just an, an action an action I you spend was a, an action to retch in an attempt to recover oh i thought there was a flat check that allow that immediately allows you to attempt a fortitude save against the dc that that's what it is the fortitude save after the fact okay um uh yeah i was just looking the critical fail for uh shoved if you're trying to shove someone is you lose your balance fall and land prone see that's yeah. amazing that's, 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 that's so amazing. embarrassing that's really embarrassing <laughs> and you have to make that noise whoa <laughs> uh all right well i think that that's gonna that's gonna do it for us here man this was so so awesome to like this is the this first so time that we've gotten all together at the studio around the table and did in like a non-stop sort of real test stress test of the system all the cameras running all the lights hot and uh how's everybody feeling are you still feeling comfortable temperature wise or are you starting to get hot i'm good you i'm feeling good? good but i'm worried if i was wearing uh long sleeves i might be a little i, I would hope i had some powder on until you said <laughs> that i didn't know you were <laughs> <laughs> hey matt uh, let's just make sure i got this it every time <laughs> <laughs> uh, francis how's it looking back there <laughs> all right that's gonna do it everybody thanks for hanging out with us uh, on another week of the fod troy and i'll be back next week before we uh jet set off to san diego yeah uh again if you're possibly going to comic-con like come by and see our show friday next friday at 5 30 if you are not yet going to comic-con but you could make it come by 
come see the show. It should be awesome. Great cast and uh, lots of fun to be had. Anyway, enjoy Marvel character creation tomorrow, 2 p.m. Eastern at twitch.tv slash the glass cannon. And we'll be back next week with another new show announcement. That's a new show's coming out in two Ew. weeks. All right, everybody. We got to get the fuck out of here. Bye. 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 Thanks for listening to the Glass Cannon Network. For more podcasts and live streams, visit glasscannonnetwork.com. And for exclusive shows and content you can't find anywhere else, subscribe today at patreon.com slash glasscannon. Welcome to a journey into the heart of the Texas Renaissance Festival, the nation's largest and rowdiest celebration of medieval fantasy. But what lurks beneath the facade of tights and turkey legs? Well, we dove deep into the empire to uncover a history marred by mystery and misconduct, murders, assaults, and other crimes that tarnish its legacy. This isn't just a fairy tale. It's a cautionary tale of power, fantasy, and the consequences that follow when they all collide. Search for Crime Waves Renaissance Texas on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you're listening now. In the 1970s, John Todd burst onto the evangelical scene with a shocking tale. He claimed to be a former witch involved in a then unheard of secret organization called the Illuminati and urged Christians to prepare for a violent world takeover. First of all, the number one weapon in everybody's home should be a 12-gauge pump shotgun. Hear the amazing story of one of the originators of the modern-day conspiracy theory. From Magnificent Noise and Sony Music Entertainment, this is Cover Up, The Conspiracy Tapes.